0: So as we uh, jump into the message today, baptism is this beginning. <clears throat> it's kind of the it's a, the first start into another, to more steps to this walk. Actually, what's really cool, the New Testament calls it a walk that we actually take with God. And baptism is the first one, but it's just the beginning. And there's lots of things that we begin. And, you know, what? what's really fun is beginnings are kind of exciting. And so, um, so how, you know, many of you signed up for a gym membership. How many of you have ever signed up for a gym membership? Okay, wow, look at all of us. And wasn't it exciting? You know, you're sitting there, and you're signing your name in, and you've checked out, you walked around the place, you get to see all the movies, you get to watch while you do your stuff, and it's exciting. But then there's this thing called working out that follows gym membership, um, it's not as exciting. Um, I remember playing sports. There were so many guys, man, who signed up for the team, especially football. They'd sign up for the football team. They'd be so excited. And you could tell after one week, they didn't know they'd have to practice after there was the sign-up. And then we have weddings and we spend thousands of dollars and we have a huge party and weddings are awesome. And then there's this thing called marriage that follows afterwards. And so there's beginnings and then there's something afterwards. See what's interesting is Jesus. I don't know if you guys know this, but Jesus Himself, he got baptized. In fact, when he showed up, John said, "Man, you're not baptizing me. I'm, ba- you know, I mean, I'm not going to baptize you. You should be baptizing me." He goes, "No, no, no. I'm the Son of Man as well. I'm going to show you. I'm not too good either to get baptized. I, I get baptized." What's interesting is there was the beginning of Jesus' ministry, and then right after he got baptized, what happened? It says the Spirit led him to the desert, <laughs> to be tempted. See, so right after this really cool beginning, it stuff got hard. And see, the problem is for us is we get excited at the beginning, but when things get hard, many times we, we just quit. It's like, man, wait, I didn't sign up for that. I didn't know it was gonna be that hard. I didn't know that working out was gonna be that hard, or I didn't know that you know, the football was gonna be that hard. I didn't know that marriage was gonna be that hard. I didn't know that walking with Christ was actually going to be hard. And so we're talking about this parable that Jesus shared with us. And two weeks ago, we shared the really good news. He said, I'm going to throw seed. I'm going to throw my word out all the time. And, and if you actually accept that word, and if you hold on to it, and if you keep holding on to it, and you will produce, your life will produce fruit 30, 60, 100 times, you know, and I was thinking about that this week. What does that life look like that, that's fruitful, that multiplies itself 30, 60, 100 times? At K2, what we call that is being focused, tight, and out there. So really what we're saying is by the time December rolls around and 2012 is done, this focus piece of really knowing God intimately, knowing how much he loves you and loving him back and actually being with him could increase like 30, 60, 100 times. Jesus said, the world must learn, man, I love the Father, and I do everything he asked me to do. And my goal for me, and for you, is that we would take a lot of steps this year to live in a life that looks a whole lot more like that. Then, we'd also be tight, because he also said, man, I don't only love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, love each other, man, love each other. And so if we increase 30, 60, 100 times, I think this is where the fruit of the Spirit comes in, because it's love, and joy, and peace, and patience, and kindness, and goodness. And gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. See, if you're living like that, you know what happens? Your relation, man, you, this stuff starts happening, okay? And then, the other thing that is, you'll be more out there. So you'll be way more fruitful. Fruit is something that produces for something else. And so what you'll find is by the end of this year, it's like, man, I don't live for me anymore, I'm actually free from myself and I'm actually serving because Jesus came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life away. And so when I hear that word, because that's going to be his word, that's the message of the kingdom. (laughs) He goes, I'm coming to set you free from yourself. Did you guys know that your worst problem is you? (laughs) I mean, that's what Jesus is just, that's his whole message right there. The worst problem is you. And I'm going to set you free from you so you actually can love. And next thing you know, man, by, uh, by the end of 2012, hopefully every one of us has grown and multiplied in the way we've served and in the way that we've actually shared his message, that we've cast it out. I don't know why that's doing that. I taped it on even so I wouldn't do that. All right. There we go. Yeah, it worked. So anyway. So your life, my life, Jesus says, if you'll accept my word, and if you'll actually do what it says, and if you'll persevere and keep doing it, you'll be so much more focused tight and out there than you've ever been. But then he said, now here's the deal. I'm going to throw out seed. Now all of you are going to get this. Some of you are going to get it. and You're going to go and you're going to see your life be transformed this year. Others of you, you're going to get it, and it's going to fall on a hard heart, and it's just going to say, you know what, I just, you're going to put up, as we talked about last week, arguments and pretensions, and we're going to go, no, and we're not going to let it get in. And then today, what we're going to talk about is Jesus said, there's another type of soil, and there's another experience that unfortunately, a lot of you are going to have this year. And what's so cool is that's why we wanted to start up January and say, I think Jesus just says, can I warn you? Can I open up your eyes just so you can tell what possibly might happen to you this year? Okay? It's in Mark chapter 4, verse 5 and 6. Jesus said, some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. And it sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. So this, I forgot we were putting that up there. Isn't that pretty? So that's the picture of what 2012 could be like. <laughs> kind of encouraging. But what's, what's wild is, we all know that, don't you? I mean, we all know that. We've all experienced that. I've shared very vulnerably with you guys that that's what happened to me a lot last year. OK My own love for God and my walk with God, it can wither. Your love for others can wither. You can totally not serve and not try to share his truth, other, and it just withers away. And that's what we want to talk about. Why? Well, in Mark chapter 4, verse 16 and 17, Jesus explains this. He says, Others, like seed sown on rocky places, they hear the word, and at once they receive it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. So what's wild is, I know lots of you in here have received the word of God with joy. You have. So just listen closely today to what he's saying. The first thing he says is, man, it sprang up quickly. Now, let me ask you, if you're a gardener or if you're planting stuff and it sprung up quickly, would that be a bad thing? I mean, how many of you be like, stop. You know, quit growing. See, I don't really think there's anything wrong with something springing up quickly. In fact, here's what's really interesting is shallow soil actually helps things sprout up quickly, right? I mean, when spring comes, we all go to all the, the floral shops and the, you know, the garden shops all over the place and we buy our plants. What are they gonna be in? <laughs> They're gonna be in these little pots, right? Because shallow soil actually helps us to grow quickly. Part of the reason it does is because shallow soil is warmer, And if something's warmer, then it grows quicker. So that's not really a bad thing. And I think what happens is we hear the word from God. We see the life of Jesus. What was happening when he shared this parable is there were lots of people who were like, dude, you rock. I mean, look at this life. Nobody lives like this. And they were really attracted to that. And they were excited about it. And then Jesus just gives this incredible message, and you, you, you read his word and you realize man, God wants to give and give and give and give and give. In fact, I, one time I just did a word study on the word give. Because I was I was thinking about what we need to give to God. And as I did the word study, almost all the time it talks about give, it's about what he wants to give to us. See, so you hear that message and it sprouts up quickly. You're like, I'm in. Woo, you know? And then you hear the most important part. Jesus looks at every one of us and he says, and I just got to tell you something. You're nothing like me, okay? You fall completely short of my standard. (laughs) You're absolutely powerless to do anything about it. So I'm going to give you what you deserve, right? No, his greatest message was, and I'm going to come And I'm going to show you how much I love you. I'm going to love you right then. In fact, that's just the right time for me to love you. And here's what I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you complete and utter forgiveness for all and everything you have ever done wrong so that you can be reconciled and brought back into the engagement and back into the relationship with God. And you hear that message, and I don't know about you, but see, for me, when I finally saw how separated from God I was, and that I was powerless to do anything about it. And I heard the good news that Jesus would come and save me from that so I could be brought back to him. See, then, like the words you just saying, that's when you fall on your knees. And you just love him. And you say, thank you. But here's the crazy thing that happens, is as soon as you receive Christ, as soon as you accept that message, you know what else you get? Not only forgiveness. You know what else you get? Him. You get Him. You actually receive the Holy Spirit of God. But here's what's crazy, and here's where it gets funky, is the Holy Spirit of God comes inside. That means the very Spirit of Christ is now living inside you. And what does the Spirit of Christ do? He gives and gives and gives and gives and gives. And see, now all of a sudden, he's going, okay, man, I totally gave to you, and you fully receive. And then once I get inside you, guess what? I'm going to turn you into someone who gives. But what happens is, so some receive it with joy, but the reality is, and I see this here at K2 all the time. All the time. We get really excited about what God wants to do for us. And then the relationship doesn't last. I see people come, and I see people go all the time. So, Jesus is going to warn us about that, because none of us want that. It's just like when you get married. Nobody gets married without hope that this relationship going to last. Do I need to do something different here? I'm just sorry. Um, nobody does that. And God doesn't want us to have a relationship with him that doesn't last either. So, what are the symptoms of a shallow soil? Okay, let me give you some symptoms of a shallow soil that, where the roots don't last. The first one that we see in this passage is its quickness. If you have shallow soil, it's because there's a quickness. Look at it; It sprang up quickly at once it received it with joy, which in the Greek, the at once is the same word as quickly. So quickly it received it with joy and quickly it fell away. (laughs) Quickly it received it. Quickly it grew up and quickly it went away. And I, I just thought about that and I thought, is that a pattern in your life? Why don't you think about that for a second? Do you find that you're someone who's quick? Quick to jump in, quick to take, and quick to move on. See, and so that can happen with jobs. Like, man, I get a job and I'm excited about it. And next thing you know, oh, I don't really like this job. It's not so much fun. I'm going to find another job. Man, I, I, buy, I got a new house. I got a new house. I love this new house. Well, now that house is old. I need a new house. <laughs> wow, she's hot. I'm in. She's a pain. I'm out. <laughs> right? It's like I'm quick to get into a relationship, but I'm diving all the way in. And then all of a sudden it's not so good. And I'm not, I'm really quick to jump right back out. And we do the same thing spiritually too. Wow, oh my gosh, that felt great. Okay, where's the feeling? I'm in. I'm not feeling it. I'm out. So, so I think one of the ways you can tell if you have shallow soil is are you quick? Quick in, quickly love it, quickly don't like it, quickly out. Now, if it isn't gonna make me feel good, if it isn't gonna make me satisfied, because that's really, I think, the sign of quickness, okay? So shallow soil is quick. Here's the second thing that can be a symptom of having shallow soil. Am I basically thinking about what I can get or who I can love? Am I thinking about what I can get or who I can love? See, this is really interesting. When in Mark, when he shared this parable, and he talks about this, the seed that fell on this rocky, shallow soil, he used a certain word for receive in the Greek that was called dekamai. And that word dekamai meant that you take it upon yourself. Like when you receive it, you actually bring it in to you. So that's this word he used for the good soil. The good soil is dekamai's, the word, it takes God's word and actually brings it upon yourself. You let it affect you. When Mark talked about the soil that was shallow, I I screwed up there for a second. When Mark talked about the uh, soil that was shallow, he says the shallow soil lambanoed the seed. Now, I know some of you guys are going, oh, Nelson, quit trying to be Greekish. And I I know, and again, I learned in seminary, you know just enough Greek now to be dangerous, okay? So I'm not trying to be... But this is really interesting, and here's why. Sometimes it is actually interesting. Here's why. The good soil receives it, and it means you take it upon yourself. The shallow soil, this word lumbano, actually is almost completely synonymous with decamai. Almost completely synonymous, except for one, sometimes, a little twist. And that is that you receive it in order to use it. So you take it, and you take it, but it's a self-prompted action because you want to use it for something. See, that's really, do you guys see the difference here? there's a difference between receiving something so that it affects you versus taking something so you can use it. In the shallow soil, some for some reason, Mark says, that's what this shallow soil does. Let me, let me give you a great story. Uh, in John chapter 6, uh, every time I read this story, I just laugh. Um, and here's why. In the very beginning of the story, which is interesting, because Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, not all f- four Gospels share the same story very often. But when Jesus actually was able to multiply bread and fish and feed thousands of people, uh, we got to share that one. Okay? So they share this story, this absolute miraculous event that takes place. And and after he did that, it was, I guess it must have been exhausting because it says Jesus needed to get up on a mountainside and just be by himself. So he took off and then his disciples hopped in the boat at night and they went across the lake. Well, the crowd all of a sudden realized the next morning, they are like, hey, the boat's gone like Jesus and his disciples aren't here. So they realized he went across the lake. So they all, I don't know how they did it, but they all, they got over the other side. So they come to the other side and we pick up the story here in John 6. It says, when they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, when did you get here? And this is why I laugh because Jesus goes, very truly, I tell you, you're looking for me, not because you saw the signs I performed, because you ate the loaves and you had your fill. So here's what's funny. Jesus does this all. You guys read the Bible, which I'm going to share with you later, and what you'll find is so many times people ask Jesus questions and he never answers their questions. How many of you feel that way? I mean, I, seriously, I get people say it all the time. I, I ask Jesus, I don't feel like he's answering me. Well, I, they go, hey, Rabbi, when did you get here? Um, Can I just tell you guys something? Jesus, says, you, you're not really interested in me. Yeah, you just like the fact that I gave you stuff food to eat. And so then he goes on to teach them, and and they're like, well, well, wait a second. So God, well, then what works does God require? And then Jesus says, well, the work of God is this, to believe in the one who he sent. And so then he goes on to this crazy teaching, because they're like, well, well, God sent bread from heaven, and this is where Jesus teaches them. He goes, well, I'm that. He goes, you actually got to eat my flesh and drink my blood. Now, how many of you heard that? You'd be like, oh, okay. I think I'm out of here. What he was really saying was, Who I am, you need to bring inside of you. And this is what happened. From that time, many of the disciples, notice they were called disciples. At that time, many disciples turned back and they no longer followed him. And then he looked at the 12 and he said, so, you guys taking off too? (laughs) See, people who were called disciples, people who are following Jesus, as soon as they got a hard teaching... They're like, I'm out of here. Why? Jesus tried to help them see, guys, it's because you really don't want what I'm teaching. You really don't want me. You just want me to meet your needs. You just want to take so you can use it. Okay. Now, there's a lot of stuff that God gives us that we get to use in our life. That's not bad. But if we stay in that place, that's shallow soil. So right now, it's kind of a deeper question, one that I actually asked you guys back in the fall. Do you really want God or do you really want God to make your life work? See, those are two really different centers and they're two very different loves and devotions. And I think what Jesus is trying to help us to understand here, what I share with you guys for a whole month in the fall, the hot dog buns are simply this. Hot dog buns for me, if you weren't here in the fall, was just this God revealed to me that I was so in the pursuit of happiness, that I so wanted my life to work, that I so wanted things to be pleasurable and comfortable and easy. I just, that I wanted that. So then when life wasn't working or when things weren't easy or things didn't feel good and it didn't work, then you can really struggle in your relationship with God. And so one of the things you need to understand about shallow soil is shallow soil is the soil that says, what can I get? Not who can I love? Now, can I, let me just show you a couple of things. You guys understand this about human relationships, right? How many great relationships have you had if you're really quick with them? Quickly in, quickly disappointed, quickly out. How many good relationships do you have if you go into the relationship to get and not thinking about how you're going to love? See, human relationships don't work good if they're shallow. If it's all about what I can get and not who I can love. That's just, and especially if two people are thinking about what they can get. Eventually, they just don't last. So those are hot dog buns. And I think Jesus is just saying you got to be really careful about that. So, quickness is one thing you got to look out for the whole idea of what can I get versus who can I love is the other thing you got to be very careful about here's a third one it's just the difference between scratching the surface and digging deep scratching the surface and digging deep how do we build strong relationships that last this isn't rocket science we know this stuff the first thing that's got to happen, I'll just use my wife, as I always do. The first thing that has to happen is, Susan and I, we got to be together. You got to spend a lot of time together, okay? And so that's huge. And the other thing that has to happen for a, lo- a relationship to be strong and for it to last is you need intimacy. <laughs> and you know what? Why? I don't know about you guys, intimacy's hard. <laughs> See, because that means vulnerability. That means openness, That means listening. That means diving into the other person's life and letting them dive into yours. And you guys, I was just thinking about that. This this is part of it. That's a huge part of it. For a relationship to be strong and for it to last is I got to let Susie into my life. The more I let her into my world. See, if I hold her off from my world and I live a whole separate existence, there's not a whole lot of intimacy then. And here's the other thing, guys and girls, you got you to jump into their life. If I'm going to really know her and we're going to be strong and intimate, then I have to get into her life. And I think this is all that God is saying to you today. Shallow soil. If you don't spend any time with me, if you're not vulnerable with me, if you're not open to me, if you and I aren't intimate together, if you're not letting me into your world, into your marriage and your job and your dreams and your failures. Let me into those. And if you don't jump into my world, if you just kind of say, hey, God, I got my own thing going and I don't have time. See, all those things are going to be shallow soil. Your roots aren't going to go deep. Now, look at this verse. I love this. Colossians 2, 6 and 7. It says, now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord. And this word accepted, again, is receive. And here's what's interesting. This one specifically means to join to oneself. <laughs> love that. So just as you joined to yourself, Christ Jesus, as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him. Let your lives be built on him then your faith will grow strong in the truth that you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. See, again, you guys, there's a, did you see these promises that God has for us? Man, this is, sorry, this is really driving me crazy. Um, so do, do you see the promises, though? that somehow our faith will grow strong and you will overflow with thankfulness. This is what he's offering you. And who doesn't want that kind of life? So what do we got to do? Well, you received him as Lord. And then he says, if you received him with joy, you got to continue to do that. So you you got to accept him. You got to continue to follow him. You got to hold to his teachings and do what he actually says. And here's what he's saying. And this, I I felt what I want to share with you guys so clearly today the whole message of christ okay i'm going to yep. 1 2 there we go all right so, this is so important to understand everything That I personally experience with God is as much of a relationship and love and interaction with Him as it is with Susie or anybody else in this room. And that is so completely different than trying to be religious, it is so completely different than this demand to do good things that maybe this God who's out there someday might accept you for doing. What Jesus came to help us to see is that you can actually know God intimately, personally, and you can receive from him everything that he has and that he is. But you got to get your roots down deep you got to have them grow, and that's why the scripture says, into him. Okay? So, how do we grow our roots into him? Because some of you, again, you've received it, and you're excited about it. That's cool. You've you've begun the journey, but you got to get your roots down deep. One of the things that we've offered here at K2 is right in your program. It's called K2U. And every course that we offer coming up here in February is designed to help you to get your roots down deeper so you can take one step closer to God. Let me just share the other one. I always say it here all the time. There is no possible way for you to grow as deep as possible in your relationship with God alone. You just will not do it alone. I was reading up on the redwoods. You guys know about those, right? These 300-foot trees who actually their roots don't go really deep, but where do they go? They intertwine with all the other trees in the forest, and they're just embedded with each other. So then, because they're joined and held together, is what the scriptures talk about, that we are supposed to be joined and held together. When you're joined and held together with other trees that are growing up, you actually strengthen yourselves and you can stand. And then, when hardship and trouble comes, you don't just get withered away and fall away. So, man, you guys, we have life together groups, we call them. They're all over the valley, all over the place. And I'm telling you, if you just, I'm going to say it again. If you only experience the hour in this morning and not the bigger picture, you're going to miss out. Okay? Jesus said, those are two things that roots need to do. Now, I'm going to share with you for the rest of our service the most important one. Okay? The most important way that you get your roots down deep into Him and so that you know Him intimately, personally, and it's this thing. I, I, I cannot tell you the most important thing that I do to make my relationship with God grow deep is spend time with him with this. And so what we're going to help you. I'm just going to talk you through that a little bit. And this is all Jesus said. He goes, here's, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to throw out my word to you all the time. Well, here's the word to you all the time. You don't, do you guys know you don't have to wait to come here? to hear about his word. You can actually receive it every single day. So what do you do with it? Though when you receive it, the first thing that has to happen is you got to reflect on it. Like lots of times what we do is, you know, we we read the Bible like it's a novel or if it's like a science textbook, you know, and we try to get it. I'm gonna study it and I'm gonna get it, right? Instead of, no, let it speak to you. You know, if you have a human relationship with your wife and you're trying to get her, right? Trying to fix her. Try to figure her out, right? Instead of actually letting her tell you who she is and opening yourself up to that. It's really a really different experience, by the way. I don't know if you guys know that. <laughs> so here's the deal. It's the same thing that's true with God. Listen to Psalm 1, 1 through 3. It says, on the, Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers. But they delight in the law of the Lord and meditating on it day and night. They're like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. See, but you guys, the word of God, to know him deeply, you actually have to meditate. You have to reflect on it. You have to ask questions. You have to be with others and discuss it. In Hebrews 6-7, this is one of my absolute favorite verses. I, I use this for myself personally all the time. Land that drinks in the rain, often falling on it and that produces a crop useful to those for whom it's farmed, receives the blessing of God. There's some, here's a few things I love about that. The rain is often falling. You guys, again, what is God like? He loves, he loves, he loves, he gives, he gives, he gives. He's pouring out constantly. The problem is we don't drink it in. You don't drink, there's the soil again. If it's hard, you've got to drink it in. And then what happens is you produce a crop useful to those for whom it's farmed. There's the fruitfulness again. And everybody around you who's in your circle of influence, your life impacts. Okay? But you got to sit with it. So it takes constant reflection, but here's the second thing it takes. And this is all, this is just the parable again. Jesus said, here's the deal. I'm going to throw out my word. You got to accept it. The second thing you got to do is you got to retain it, which means you got to hold on to it. You got to do what it says. Listen to this uh, passage in Luke chapter 6. Verse 46 and 49. Jesus says, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and don't do what I say? (laughs) Isn't that, I mean, would you think, because Lord means what? You tell me what to do and I do it. So he goes, So why do you call me Lord, but don't do what I say? As for everyone who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice, I will show you what they are like. They are like a man building a house who dug down deep and he laid the foundation on rock. When a flood came, The torrent struck that house, but he could not shake it because it was well built. But the one who hears my words and does not put them into practice is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. The moment the torrent struck that house, it collapsed and its destruction was complete. So, some of you in this room have received his word with joy. And you just, you never spend any time in here. And, and you could be eating a meal spiritually every day. Jesus said that, by the way. Do you know, man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And so some of you, your application is really, really clear. And you're sitting like, well, how come my life isn't fruitful? I'm just, can I tell you why? If you don't spend any time with him, if one, how, how would your marriage be if you spent one hour a week? Not real good. So you got to spend some time with him and let him speak to you. But some of you, you actually do this. You go to church, you're in Life Together groups, you read the Bible, and you never do what he says. And you wonder, why are my relationships struggling? Why am I, why don't I not feel God's presence? Why, why am I not growing? And he just says, because if you don't, man, I'm telling you, if you take my word and actually apply it, it'll change your life. And if you don't apply it, it's not going to happen. All right? So, I am going to walk you through right now what I try to do almost every day, all right? And it's something that a guy taught me, Bill Abrams taught me this when I was new in my walk with God. And I'm so grateful he did. You know, Bill has no idea. By investing in me just a little bit to help me to know how to read God's word, it changed my whole walk with God forever. So how many of you want the 30, 60, 100 fruitful life from God? How many of you want it? Okay, okay, great. (laughs) I just want to say, I can, compassionately, don't be the crowd that said, we want it too, and then didn't actually take his word, accept it, and apply it. So in the lobby, we have these things. They're called life journals, okay? And in this life journal, there's this really simple process called SOAP. And I'm going to walk you through soap. And uh, so this is where I, if you have a pen, um, I'd love for you to grab it. And I'd love for you to um, go ahead and grab your program. And I'm going to walk you through what a a very simple way that you can engage with God's word in a way to give him a chance to speak to you. You guys, here's the coolest thing. I want to, I I share this a lot from up here. But did you know that he knows everything about you? Did you know that he knows everything you're freaking out about right now? (laughs) He he knows what you're struggling with. He knows your fears. He knows your anger. He knows your questions. He knows your doubts. He knows your future. He knows why you're here. He knows everything, okay? And what he wants to do is, hey, can I, it'd be really cool if you and I hung out so I could tell you a few things. All right, so here we go. So the first thing that happens is you just just pick a passage of Scripture. And I'm going to share with you the one that I just did this week, okay? Just went through this this week. Matthew chapter 17. So I'm just going to read this with you, and then I'll show you what what we do. After six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, the brother of James, and he led them up a high mountain by themselves. There he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as the light. And just then there appeared before them Moses and Elijah talking with Jesus. And Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. And while he was still speaking, a bright cloud covered them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell face down to the ground, terrified. But Jesus came, and he touched them. Get up, he said. Don't be afraid. And when they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus. And as they were coming down the mountain, Jesus instructed them, don't tell anyone what you have seen until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. All right, I left out a really important part. Apologize for that. One thing I do every time before I ever open the Bible is I just sit really quietly and I just say a very simple prayer. But I don't, it's not, not some repetitive thing. I mean it from my heart. And what I'm trying to do is remind myself of this truth. God, you know me. And I believe that you love me. And I believe that you want to speak to me personally today. Would you reveal to me? Would you speak to my heart? Would you tell me something new? Would you show me something? I don't want to just try to get this. I want to hear from you. You guys follow me? See, I do that every morning until I get to the point where I actually believe. I I think I'm going to hear from God. And then what I do is I read a certain, a small section of scripture like that right there. And then I just pay attention to my heart. And what I'll find is as I'm reading, something inside will usually go, huh, interesting. Or something in my mind will go, oh, like thoughts will start to come to me. And what I'm asking for is I'm really looking for just one verse or maybe two that I'm going to meditate on, that I'm going to think about. Okay? So, Here's your S, okay? Write this down at the top of your page. This is, what, this is what you do. This is soap. Your S is the scripture, okay? So I read this passage, and then what I did for this one is I chose verses four and five. This was a scripture that I was gonna meditate on, that I felt a prompting in my heart about. And it's where Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here if you wish. I will put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. And while he was still speaking... I love that. Well, I'll share that. A bright cloud covered them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. So what you do at the top of your, of your notebook is you just write an S, and then you write down the scripture. Okay? Now the O is, the, is, is for observation. So go ahead and write O, and then you have Observation. So let me just share with you some of the observations that came from me from this passage. One was, um, Peter starts right off, and, and again, I'm looking at the scripture. I'm trying to see what God has said and seeing what does that mean. In the scripture, Peter says to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. So I started thinking about that. Was it good for Peter to be there? What do you guys think? Man, I think that would be really good. In fact, it must have been good because Jesus said, hey, Peter, James, and John, why don't you guys come with me? So it must have been good because Jesus wanted it to happen. So I'm thinking, okay, this is good. It was good for Peter and James and John to experience this unbelievable supernatural experience of Christ. But what's also interesting, you guys, is I think it was good for Jesus too. See, there's a reason this happened. So I think it was good for Jesus. He has this encounter spiritually with Moses and Elijah. And so I, I just thought I started documenting that down. I said, man, that's really good. So then Peter says, this is so good. What does he say? Let's stay here. So he says, this is so good, man. So let's just build some shacks and hang out. Because this is good. And so then I started thinking about that. And I'll just read for you actually what I wrote this week. It's glorious. It's safe. But if Jesus wanted glorious and safe, he would have stayed in heaven. But he came to rescue, to serve, to save, to give his life away. We can't stay here. And I started thinking about that. And so here's Peter going, man, I got a great idea. Jesus, let's build some shacks. This is cool. Let's just hang out here. But then, if you notice, go right back to the scripture. And this is where I think it's so funny in verse five. It says, while he was still speaking, he gets interrupted by who? By God. Now, what, that, that, what a cool experience. Not really. But here's what's wild is Peter's, you know, if you read the Bible again, you're going to see Peter, he's always quick. He's one of those quick guys, and he's always got an idea, and he's always got something to say. And God says, okay, excuse me. I'm, I'm butting in here. And God comes on the scene. He says, this is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. <laughs> Listen to him. Peter, your ideas are not my ideas. Your ideas are human ideas. See, these are not divine ideas. You want to just hang out up here on the hill because it's safe and it's glorious and it's really cool. But Jesus, listen to him. He did not come to hang out where it's safe and where it's really cool and where it's glorious. Important. But then, as you go down, it says, as they were coming down the mountain. So I thought about it a little bit more, and I just said, you know what? We want transfiguration moments. I mean, how many of you, again, want to experience God? God. How many of you want to sense that you've been in his presence? How many of you want to see Jesus in a new way that's so glorious that it totally transforms how you view him? I mean, how, I mean, dude, sign me up. I'm in. That's awesome. Do that, but don't stay there. It's not about you having great spiritual moments. It's about being in the presence of God so you can go down the mountain. And so you can give your life away. That was my observation. Okay? So then you go to A. You know what A is? Apply it. (laughs) It's application. So now you sit there and you go, okay, that's what the Bible says. Now, because here's what Jesus said, right? If you don't do what I say, then who cares if you heard my word? Because it's going to be your house is just going to fall apart when things get tough anyway. You got to actually apply what I'm saying. So here's my application. First one was this. I had three. Number one, be in his presence. (laughs) Seek him, experience his glory. And I'm telling you, you can experience God personally every day if you want to. So I do it in his word. You know the other thing I do? Man, I just, I I have tons of stuff on my iPod. It's just music, all the stuff that you're experiencing and are gonna experience here in a little bit. You can just sit and listen to it. You can listen it into your car. You can, while you're going to work, you can start off your day, you can end your day and you can just be in this moment of worship that connects you with God. Be here, be here because we pray and we're inviting God to join us every single week. Be in a Life Together group, be anywhere you can. First application, get in his presence and let him reveal his glory to you. Second application, for me, I just thought, remember that we will experience that glory and fullness forever. (laughs) See, part of it for me is, man, this is really short. I'm going to go spend forever with him, and it's going to be awesome, and I'm going to experience God in really cool ways for, like, eternity. (laughs) So in light of that, here's my third application. David, give your life away. (laughs) Give your life away. Give your life away man, don't sit here and just make it all about you getting cool spiritual experiences. Have them to fill you up, to encourage you so that you can be like Jesus who went and gave his life away. Serve and care and love and be like Christ. That was my application. So here's my prayer, and that's P. So after you write down your scripture, you observe what it says, you apply it to your life, And then you just say a quick prayer. My prayer in this was, show me your glory, God. Reveal to me. Crack open the heavens so that I can see where I'm going and who it is that I live in and with and for. Stir me to that end. Remind me of who I am and where I am going so that I will give my life with passion for the greater purpose of helping every person take one step closer to you. Amen. You guys, these, when, I, when the guy who helped me do this, he said, Dave, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, my one thing that you, I'm going to command you to do, <clears throat> he says, is I don't want you to write one, more than one page. When you're starting this, man, that was so good for me. Stick to one page. Just practice being in the presence. Practice being in his word. Let it root you into him. He will speak to you. Your roots will get down deep into him. And when you apply it, You actually experience it. And when you start experiencing what he's teaching you guys, you will then know him. You won't just know about him anymore. You'll know him. And then your roots will grow deep. And Jesus says, if your roots go deep, you will produce fruit with your life. The word of God is alive. It's active. It penetrates right to the deepest part of your soul and reveals to you personally, from God to you. And I'm telling you, too many people stay shallow. They're quick. It's just about what I can get and not who I can love. And we need to get to the point where it's like, you know what? I am going to dive in, and I'm going to spend time and develop intimacy with him. And if you'll do that, you guys, this year, your life will be transformed.